0: I was reading this and I, I thought to myself, well, I should gift it to my girlfriends. It's
1: been pretty amazing to watch kids like get so interested in this. I love the bear. Are we too late, Liz, to learn about this? No, we're, we're still very early. So my daughter has Cash App. She's 17 years old. She came to me and asked about Bitcoin and wanted to know if it's something that she should start purchasing, maybe, you know, setting aside and investing in because Cash App had given her the option. It didn't have that option a year ago. You know, and you see all of these big companies introducing these options. And so now is the time to, to really verse yourself on what's going on.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Girl in the Verse, the video podcast. The place to be if you are new to Web3, Curious about crypto, but you don't want to get too technical. I'm your girl, Melina, content creator, hype woman, asking all the questions so we can together better understand this new technology and how the blockchain will change our lives. Don't take my word for it. Just watch every entire episode of the Girl in the Verse video podcast. All my guests are you know, bullish on Web3. This is impacting and changing their lives and the lives of their kids. So don't take my word for it, but listen to this podcast, of course. And as we get started, I do have a small favor to ask. Our latest episode captivated over 100 eager viewers like you, but we are missing something very crucial, and that is you subscribing to this podcast because this not only helps the YouTube algorithm, know that you love this type of content, but it helps me, the content creator, know that you love this so I can keep going. And as we say, you know, the more views, the more comments, the more likes, the better the guests, the better the show, the better the quality, the better everything. So please take a moment to like, subscribe, and put down a comment down below so my guests and I can, you know, perhaps answer it in a You know, future episode. Today, I am joined by Elizabeth Sullivan. She is an author, speaker, and volunteer with a passion for helping others pursue their dreams with a particular interest in blockchain and NFT technologies. She has taken on the remarkable, and I will say it is remarkable, this role to, you know, help young ones, right? Our children understand the blockchain technology through. Her books, she is a writer dedicated to simplifying complex concepts like blockchain technology for our young readers. Her published works, I have them here. The Three Little PFPs and The Blockchain Odyssey. Okay, let's take a moment for these two books. (laughs) Have been well-received and are now available to inspire curious minds. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me on. I've been looking forward to this conversation. I'm so glad. So, you know, to to help us get started, how did you get into blockchain? Because you are a writer, right? Activist. How did you stumble upon blockchain or crypto or Web3 or however you want to call it? Basically, I've been online like in the online world a lot being an
1: entrepreneur through the last 10 plus years and so eventually terms start coming up pretty consistently and then I also follow Gary Vaynerchuk as well as you do too I I think and it's he started talking about this technology that really caught my attention and I felt like it was super early and I love to learn things early and so I just got right in he actually suggested a project called Brain Vomits Garden. And so that was the very first NFT community that I would say I immersed myself into. And that was where I started a Twitter account at. I got into the Discord. We started doing Twitter spaces and the community just it, it stole my heart. It, it brought things to life. And so ever since then, I've, I've been deep into crypto. I've been deep into NFTs. I really have learned a lot about blockchain technology and what's going on behind the scenes. And that really intrigues me. So that that's how I got started learning about blockchain.
0: I, I love that because, you know, um, I say this all the time, but my girlfriends don't care. And, and, <laughs> and it's hard to get like my family and friends to care about blockchain technology or this technology, right? Everyone automatically assumes, oh, crypto NFTs, it's a scam. No, don't get into this stuff. You know, what do you How do you break free from all that noise? How did you, like, what was it for you that you were like, no, no, this is is happening. This is here to stay. Apart from Gary V. (laughs) Yes, yes, oh yes. Yes, apart from that, well,
1: when you see people building on the back end, you know it doesn't take long for it to come to the front end. And like I said, being an entrepreneur, I know how long it takes to get things going before people even begin to see the results. And so I just kind of, went with my gut and my heart. And as I've gotten older and wiser, I've learned to follow that more and more, which has actually led me to write these books. But I I just went with my gut and thought, you know, this is a space that I can really learn in and I can figure out how it works. I can help explain it to grandma, just like how we had to go from, you know, checks to debit cards to now things are on our phones. Like there is a learning gap in there. So I can help explain it to grandma if I know what I'm talking about. And then it transformed to helping kids understand the basics, because it can be complicated. Like It's almost like a a deep, dark pit. You can go anywhere in the blockchain industry and and just find yourself immersed in really complicated situations. But in order to onboard the public, it's going to take relaying those terms in in terms that we can all understand. And the best way to do that, that I could think of was books.
0: I love that, Elizabeth, because... You know, growing up, I, I used to, we would, you know, want a lot of things on our birthdays, right? Like I wanted gifts and parties and cakes and whatnot. But as I got older, I realized that the best gift my parents could ever give me was education, right? Was was allowing myself to get immersed in books, in education and learning. And I think that is the best gift ever so when we talk about the blockchain and we talk about onboarding the masses i cannot think of a better way to help our young ones understand what is truly going to change our lives you know like so talk to us about about these books how you came about um creating them and the why like why kids i mean i could think of a few reasons but you know why kids to be honest the way that the
1: very first the book you're holding the three little pfps came out with it was just a moment of rhyming that happened and i shared it on twitter fall of last year with the community it just came out then i decided to make a really big change in my life and we moved from iowa to raleigh area north carolina and i thought you know what i've always wanted to be a writer i've always wanted to be a speaker I still want to pursue volunteering. And so right when we got here, I just got to work. I thought, what do I have that I can put out in the world right away that aligns with who I want to be in the future? I want to have a a voice in the blockchain technology space. I want to be able to talk to people about NFTs and, and immerse myself in that world. So what am I going to do now to put myself in that position later? So the three little PFPs came from a story that I shared on Twitter. I'm really proud of it because, like I said, I'm part of the Brain Vomits Garden community and it was so fun. We have CCO rights along with our NFTs. So the three characters that you see there, I actually found an artist. It took a few tries, but I found an artist willing to make derivatives of my NFTs as the main characters for that book. And so that was really exciting to be able to put that in there. Um, And then I put the glossary in the back because the initial goal was for the parents who already knew about NFTs to be able to read it to their children. It just makes a little bit more sense that way.
0: Yes. (laughs) So, and I, I I will say, you know, reading the three little PFPs yesterday, uh, you know, we're, we're saying it's for kids, but just like I tell every content creator out there when they're doing videos, you really do have to speak to an audience as if they were, Five years old, right? Or just having like a fifth grade type of education? We really gotta dumb it down, right? And it's not to say that people are dumb, right? It's it's just a way of regurgitating the information so that it's accessible. And I gotta tell you, this book—I want my girlfriends to read it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not just for kids. It's you know because people ask me all the time, right? They're like. How do, how do I get involved how do I start into web3 it's too technical there's too many words like I can't understand what's going on on Twitter this this helps you understand it yeah what better place
1: to start with vocabulary you know but it, it's actually really funny that you say that I got gooseies when you said kind of put it to in a five-year-old terms because so the next book the blockchain Odyssey literally came from that. So I was working on doing a blockchain basics like boot camp workshop for our local chamber of commerce. And I was playing with AI trying to help it help me figure out how to explain these things to people. So I had this whole itinerary for the workshop and then I put it in and I said, you know what, explain this to a five-year-old. I kid you not, Melina. I said, explain this to a five-year-old. And then boom, the blockchain odyssey concept was formed. I edited it from there. But it was literally taking that concept right there of we have so much technical stuff in the back end. How do I simplify it? And now it's become the next book is in the works. And I'm actually planning on doing a book a month all the way up until next year's VCon. So I'm really proud of the three little PFPs. I'm really proud of the blockchain odyssey. The next one coming out is going to be called Chain- Jane in the Blockchain and it talks about wallet safety, but I think that these will just get better and better as with any practice, but you were spot on with the inspiration was to put it in simple terms for a five-year-old, and if a five-year-old can understand it, we're good,
0: you know, because they're going to be using the technology anyways. That's really where I come from, you know, here at Girl in the Verse, I do want to inspire young girls Right. And, you know, at the very beginning, when I when I built this, I thought to myself, well, how can I how can I inspire my girlfriends? You know, because I know for a fact, as women, we don't like to talk about money like none of us go out for cocktails and we're like, so how much money do you have in your bank account? Like we don't. Right. Like, do we do that? We don't do that. I wish we did. (laughs) I can't find very many that. Yeah, (laughs) it's where, you know, like if Sex and the City were to redo a show, you know, where it would be like Sex and the City, but blockchain. Oh, my God. I just thought of an idea. You totally did. (laughs) I love it. I would watch that. (laughs) But it's true. I mean, as as women, we we don't talk about money. We don't talk about saving money. We really talk about, you know, families or just surviving, you know, families. Right. So, um It's interesting to see how, you know, even for myself, like I was saying before, at Girl in the Verse, I kept thinking, well, how do I get my girlfriends involved? But then it hit me that in order to get the masses, we really do have to start with the younger ones because Mm -hmm. they're already sort of immersed. They don't really need convincing because their eyes and brains are wide open. They're like ready to learn, right? Mm -hmm. There's no friction of like, here's a new way of doing things. They're just going to get it right away. So I really think this is brilliant. Now, how did you approach simplifying these terms? Because like you said, you started with the glossary. And I, you know, I started my first, when I started TikTok, I, I was thinking to myself, what can I do? And I started with the lingo because in crypto and blockchain, there are some words, my friends, that. If you, if you don't have the glossary, you no. will not understand what we're talking about. Yes. What is Wagme? What are you wagging? <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> I get asked that all the time because I actually named my company uh, Wagme Consulting Group, and I I funneled my books through the publishing of that company. And so very simple. What is Wagme? I was like, okay, this is the new LOL. You need to know what Wagme means. And So yeah verbiage is was the easiest start for sure. But like I said, the next one's on wallet safety. And that's where we're just glossing over it in the book. But but it's something to bring to light immediately. I mean, you wouldn't you know, you have outlet safety, you you teach your kids not put the fingers in the outlets, you have stranger danger. So why would not we teach them on financial safety as well from the get go. And then also, might I say, as a parent, or an, as a reader, if you've ever read a book to a child, you end up kind of getting invested and involved yourself, and you end up learning a lot. So this is for the child that it's being read to, yes,
0: but the the reader intakes this information as well. No, you're absolutely right. Like, like I said, I, I was reading this, and I, I thought to myself, well, I should gift it to my girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> read about the three little BFBs. Um, <laughs> how do you how are you seeing the role of blockchain and NFT technologies evolving in the future? Right. So you said you were you were new to this, but also there is no age to get started, right? We're not too are we too late, Liz, to learn about this? Is it too late? No, we're we're still very early to learn about all things going on chain.
1: And that's actually where I see it is I see all things going on chain. I mean, everything nowadays you can find on the internet. There's a there's a version, there's a link, there's a code behind the scenes that make things tick. And that's just the same with blockchain. I actually, I have to share this with you. I had the joy yesterday of, so my daughter has Cash App. She's 17 years old. She needed well, permission to do this. But she came to me and asked about Bitcoin and wanted to know if it's something that she should start purchasing, maybe you know, setting aside and investing in because Cash App had given her the option. It didn't have that option a year ago. You know, and you see all of these big companies introducing these options. And so now is the time to, to really verse yourself on what's going on. You are still early, but mass adoption is coming. So I see that this is just going to be the inevitable back end of a lot of systems that we already have.
0: What are the challenges or misconceptions that you've encountered even in this journey of writing these books? When it comes to crypto, Web3, what are some of the biggest misconceptions you remember or like things that your friends tell you that you're like, you roll your eyes, like I'm rolling my eyes, right?
1: <laughs> well, to be honest, a lot of people are really inspired that you wrote a book. NFT NYC this year was mind blowing to me because I was surrounded by the, the smartest people like developers and and people just doing amazing things in the back end. And then I would share my book, the three little PFPs and they'd be like, you wrote a book. Oh my gosh, I could never do that. And, and that is a big misconception. It's like you are building like this huge company in the back end. You can definitely write a book. And so it was just funny to me that my superpower was something that I deemed so small, and yet everybody else was in awe by. And I'm in awe by that. So I think that debunking that is one of my biggest things. If you have a story inside you, it's not that hard to get out. You might need some help, some resources. There's Fiverr.com, you know, that's that's a nice resource, but it is completely possible. And also stepping into something such as writing and speaking. It was a little scary. And I fought a little bit of imposter syndrome until I did it. And then once I did it, I was it. And I'm I'm no longer an imposter because I have written books. I have spoken to audiences. That is truly me. And so taking the first step to becoming who I wanted to be was, I guess, pretty empowering and very insightful. And I really wish that a lot of my friends that they tell me their dreams, and they tell me the things that they want to do and their hopes and their goals. And it's like, if you only knew how capable you are, like, oh, this world
0: would just be amazing if we all just went after our talents, wouldn't it? A hundred percent. I mean, I I couldn't agree more. If I were to, you know, go back to my five-year-old self, I would just tell her to to do what she did to just do it again um i i grew up literally um you know my parents will always say that i just never listened to the rules you know i just i just didn't i think early on i don't know what it was about me per se i just always felt like the imposter and i think i think i just went with it i i literally rolled with the punches and so when you know even working in television and working in front of a camera for so many years I mean that's the number one question I get all the time which is how do you do it you know how do you get it? I never thought about it and I think I never thought about it because I just did it I just knew I had to do it but I also think it's because I did that early on like I said before right I think kids just kids just do it they don't think they're not scared like five-year-old me would figure skate easily today I'm petrified of falling and breaking a hip right it's just part of our it's part of nature right as we grow older we know more things unfortunately so we get scared yeah but I that's love that's absolutely true I, I love and what you're what refreshing it <laughs> oh thank you I mean thank you so much I you know we didn't talk about it but in New York you did come up to me and you were like oh my god girl in the verse like I really want to give you my book and I remember just glancing through it, and I was like, Oh my God, I need to get you on the show. So I'm so happy that you're here. <laughs> Thank you. I actually posted on my story yesterday. I was like, Okay, a girl that I really admire
1: and follow on TikTok has asked me to be on her podcast. OMG. So it was this is kind of a surreal moment, but also like this is this just testifies to what I just said. Like, if you put yourself in a position to be who you want to be, you're probably going to come out as that person. And here we are talking, and I've always wanted to be your friend. So
0: <laughs> I love it, and we are friends. This yeah. is what's so. This is what's so great, and you know, I really like. I want to tell every girl because I. The reason why I say women is because we're the hardest on ourselves. You know, I see my boyfriend and his friends, and if things go wrong, they're like, "It's okay." They clap each other on the back. They're like, "You're you got it." Like, look at all the soccer teams and football teams, and all the guys. Like, if they if they lose they still you know get up chest up you know proud and they walk that field whereas women you know yes we want to be together but it almost seems like we are we just don't we we just don't do the same thing we don't pat each other on the back we're like if we failed we kind of like go away or like the first thing we do when we want to start a tiktok is we compare ourselves to every other girl out there right like it's just we're just wired differently and so I just want us to start changing this narrative and I really hope that through blockchain, you know, as we keep saying that there aren't a lot of women here, I really hope that the women that are here really want to make that difference, really want to, you know, lift each other up. I'm so happy to have you here and to be able to have this conversation because I think it's important and I you know, for a long time I used to tell myself You know, when I used to see women up on a stage, I used to think to myself, oh, well, that's representation. When in fact, for a lot of women, it was, oh, she she's got the spot, so I can't do it. That's really what it is, is that women tend to believe that. Oh, she she filled up that gap, so I can't be that other person, which is I'm hoping that we start changing that narrative, whereas if we keep seeing more women up on stage, we want to empower more women to get up on stage with us. That's exactly it.
1: I mean, I think that there were a a few panels that had to be rescued from being mantles in NFT NYC. So we had to to throw a, a woman in there on purpose. And that just testifies to that as well. It is hard as a woman to see other people crushing it and automatically think that there's not space for you. I don't know why that is ingrained in our psyche, but it's totally wrong. There totally is space for all of us. And I love the fact that hopefully I can be like you and be approachable at these events and and be able to connect online and in person and nobody feel less than I would rather make a space of inclusion.
0: I love that. So,, um, let's go back to uh, this the, these books here and what you're what you're doing, what you're building. How important do you think it is for children to start learning about this? Because at what age would you say this is for? I don't have kids, so I don't know. Is it like five-year-old? Is it three-year-old? Like how young? I would say there. there's two parts to that
1: answer. One is you can read a book to, to any age. And so I think that that particular book is best when read by an adult who does understand nfts and the verbiage because you read it it just rhymes better when you know how to pronounce the word so um, any age that can be read to now on the other side of it if you're looking for your child to actually learn the glossary terms i would recommend that for like second to fourth graders you know that would be the age there now the blockchain odyssey that is a little bit more complicated we're following scriblet on his journey through the metaverse as he discovers all of his powers and he discovers what is proof of work what is proof of stake what is consensus you know and how to re-reach it he comes across nodes on his journey and those are going to be a little bit more complex details but still simple i would say that would be about third grade to fifth grade level the Mm -hmm. next one i'm trying to reach slightly higher than that with the wallet safety. So now we're gonna go at that sixth grade level. We'll we'll see what the next seven, ten have, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna reach all different levels through these. So, but really any book that can be read to somebody, we're good there. Mm-hmm.
0: And why why do you think it's important for for young kids to understand this? Because again, I always go back to my friends who just had babies, right? And they tell me, you know, Melina, all this tech stuff, like, I don't want my kids to be on iPads and and wear these goggles, right? Like, they think I'm coming out some, some futuristic movie. But what would you tell someone today who, you know, maybe has kids but doesn't really agree with technology or, you know, doesn't want them to be attached to a screen? What would you tell them right now? I would
1: say that we have piggy banks for a reason. We have wallets and purses for a reason. We teach kids about saving and investing as they get older, because it's going to be important in their future. And so we teach them how to count their coins and put them in the piggy bank. We teach them about deposits when they earn their first check. All of this that you and I are talking about the things in the book, blockchain technology in general, it is inevitably in their future. And so it would be really smart to as a parent, our job is to raise kids in a world that they know how to handle. And they and so I think that it's really smart to encourage them to learn things that may not be mainstream but are going to be beneficial. Does that make sense at all? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, there's, there's so many ways that I can go and my brain, like it goes like this. There's so many ways that I can go with this, but just the the pure fact of like, we teach our kids everything else. So why not teach them as something that they would use? You, you teach them how to, to conduct themselves and it doesn't have to be online. That's why I put it in books because you're right. A lot of parents, they don't want their kids right in front of a screen, but that doesn't mean that the technology on the back end of their bank account is going to be you know, is any different. So we do have to acknowledge the world that they're going to grow up in and prepare them for that. And so books, I mean, you can get it on Kindle if you'd like them in front of a screen, but, but books are a way to kind of find that happy medium. But kids really, really need to know what's, what's happening and and what's going on.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, look, I, 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 I've interviewed so many other moms who are, you know, making their way into, into nfts and nft projects for kids specifically i've even seen kids buy ethereum on their phone right so i think it's also it would be foolish of us to think that the kids aren't understanding or don't get it i mean i i see my young cousins they're 16 years old and all they want are these gift cards to go and play video games online right so what is that right it's it's all part of what is coming Um, Actually, I see babies on iPhones already and they look at themselves and they know that it's them. Right. It's it's true. So I I always say better to get them informed. Right. Just like you said, like cybersecurity. Right. You're talking about safety. Get them aware of what's happening.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you teach your kids not to to lend money to friends. You know, you teach your kids to beware of stranger danger and and not click on bad links so that they don't get a virus on their phone or or your computer. You know, we and so all of these are just just basics in my mind. Especially as they are getting into this, uh, the wallet safety factor is going to be big. Uh, you mentioned gaming, and I have two little boys, eight and thirteen, and. Man, they they do love those cards so that they can purchase things. But it was really fun. I was talking to my best friend the other day. She also has an eight-year-old. And she was saying, so remember how two years ago you were telling me that like the skins and the things on the games would eventually be like NFTs or digital assets and they could be reselled? She's like, my son just did that the other day. She said, what you told me two years ago, I was able to watch come to life. And he was able to repurpose something he had purchased and make money off of it and get it, get something else for them. And I was like, that is that is it. So they're already using this. It'd be great to assign the correct terminology to them of what exactly they are doing and then teach them how to use it safely. We, I mean, nobody wants to go into Fortnite and find all of their stuff gone. That would be awful. You don't want to go into your savings account and find it just disappeared because you clicked a bad link. That's what we're talking about here. <laughs>
0: I love that. Great examples, because again, I I think for a lot of people, it's that they think it's not happening. Right. But it is. It's happening. It's happening. (laughs) Do you have any anecdotes or some stories of that you've had with with some young ones who've read the book? Um, If you've seen anybody, um, you know, tell it, walk us through some of the stories maybe that you have with certain kids, maybe your teens, your friends, teens, anybody who's read these books, um, what they've said, what they've learned. I am actually waiting to get some more responses from some of the kids who have read the books
1: because I've had the great fortune of seeing them receive the books. I was able to oh. give a few out at VCon. I've read it to my eight year old and he loves it. But like I said, I know what I'm talking about. So I know how to rhyme the words. And if you read the PF the three little PFPs. It does take a little bit of rhyming for the story and the cadence to go well and then explaining it in the back. So, so far it's been pretty amazing to watch kids like get so interested in this. And I have had some pretty good feedback. Yes. Isn't that great? I, I have love had the some bear. Really good I'm feedback. like
0: the bear market is, is, is awesome. Like how am I showing this? I'm like let me just, I want to show it better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you can see. Yeah. The bear. <laughs> the bear. You know,
1: some back end, a little back end story. So I carry my manuscripts around with me and then I kind of doodle what I want the illustration to look like on the side. And that bear, I don't know how the illustrator, I just sent her a picture of that. And that bear with the back side of him, with him looking at his phone, trying to send them the link to click. Um, that was actually I had drawn that out with the pen and I was like, this looks identical. So it's really cool to to write something down and then see it come to fruition. Yeah, yeah, that fair. It's it's kind of
0: awesome.
1: wild. But to be the feedback that I've had, ironically, is from a lot of the parents and grandparents. Mm. And that is where I'm really excited. remember earlier I said how we got a little learning curve where we need to teach grandma how to go from like a checkbook to the debit card. Uh, We needed to teach from a regular phone to now a smartphone. There's that learning curve. A lot of grandparents have been buying my books to gift to their grandkids so that they can read it to them. So I feel like we're catching a nice, you know, double end here as far as demographics go. And I have had more feedback from the grandparents than I have from the child.
0: <laughs> and so what do, what, what do the grandparents tell you? Like, give us a few examples or things that you remember that they've said, because I think I think we can learn so much from what they've told you. <laughs> well, first off, they they think that the language is funny. They, they don't understand
1: hodl, hodl. How do I say that? So they do come back to me with, with the pronunciation part of it, but they do appreciate the glossary. I've heard that a lot, that as they really appreciate the glossary and then they read it back through after reading the glossary. Now the Blockchain Odyssey, it was actually just released yesterday. So you were a very, very lucky one of five who got an original. So I have not had much feedback on that yet. I have a couple of people waiting for their books to arrive on Thursday and I'm gonna soak it all up and figure out you know, how that's going. <laughs> yes, but that is fresh, like hot off the press, one day old, two days old.
0: I love that. I know. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, the glossary making things fun and funny. I mean, when I entered crypto, I, I, I thought to myself, well, who's going to make it funny? Like, who's going to who's going to dumb it down for me? And so then I had to do it myself. <laughs> you know, that's how I started. Yeah. I remember thinking to myself, I wish someone was out there poking fun at this crazy world of crypto, because things happen daily, almost hourly at this point, like you just open your phone and like, just like there's news coming out every angle, right? And so by the end of the week, I would be so overwhelmed with like, what did I miss? And so I love that the, the feedback was a that it was funny, be relatable, and also see the language. And I think that like, back to my point, how do we regurgitate this type of information so that it's accessible and I think I think only a few have done it really well in the space but we have a long way to go that's where the passion part comes in though because
1: you know we when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a writer. I, I wrote a bunch, I, I had poems and books and stuff. and so if you you look back and like what was I interested in when I was little and how can I bring that gift to today using what I'm interested in now? And so I think that as we pursue things like like you with this podcast, you're a natural and and you explain things so well and that is that is the perfect spot right now that's that's your sweet spot. Mine is these books. It's my there, There's a space for everybody. You just have to be bold enough to step in and give yourself a chance in that space. And we can all bring a collective understanding in our own way to this on-chain stuff.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you, what would you tell a woman right now who's like, I want to start, I, I mean, I get this all the time. I want to start something. I want to maybe start a side hustle. I don't know yet. My hair doesn't look good. My lipstick, you know. What would you tell someone right now who's even thinking of being an author, right? Like in your case, an author. What would you tell her right now? Any tips, pieces of advice? Yeah, I do actually. I have a great piece of advice. So other than the just do it
1: factor and taking action, my advice is there's this really cool book. It's called Chop Wood, Carry Water. And basically it talks about in the book, there's a piece that says that if you go to this tree and you just give it five, five ax swings every day. Eventually the tree will fall down. Now it depends on how strong the tree is, how big the tree is, how sharp the ax is, but eventually with five swings, that tree will fall down. So I like to treat side hustles, goals, anything that you're hesitant about, to give it five minutes of action every day. You're going to find yourself there for longer than five minutes because that's gonna be long enough to get you into the flow of things and you're probably not gonna quit. But at the very least, you have five minutes every day of action that will inevitably stack up. Now, it doesn't mean that that will result in something successful. The successful version of that might be you realize that those five minutes no longer serve you and they're not serving an audience. But that is still key information to take away. So that would be my, my key would remember that just five minutes towards your
0: dreams every day and it will add up. You know, I always tell creators, how much are you consuming on social media? And then do five times more, like go create five times more. So however long you're consuming, go create five times more. So I love this like five that's great i love it i love it love that elizabeth anything else you'd want to add any upcoming projects i know you said you're going to come out with more books what else can you tell us what's in the future you know what does the future hold for elizabeth sullivan uh this year you know so this is exciting because i've committed to doing a
1: book a month that's my my five minutes every day like i know that as it compounds it will just get better and better so that's what I'm looking forward to. It's going to be kind of a challenge. I'm going to try to do the illustrations for the next one myself. Wow. We'll see. We'll right. see. I'm going to give I'm it excited. five minutes. <laughs> yes, but you know, we'll see if other people are better at it than me. And I think that is really key is recognizing where the um, product doesn't work so well when you're doing it and it's time to pass it on, you know, but also in doing that book a month, I know that it's not going to be perfect. And I have to be okay with that. I've released five books already. Two of them are the ones that we're talking about. The others don't have any relevance to blockchain technology at all. But I can tell you there is a typo in two of the five books that I've released. And I recognized that last minute and I just left it there because if I focused on perfection, these these things just won't happen. So instead, I'm going to focus on compounding and getting it done every month. So I think in the future, I really want to be able to learn something I'm interested in and then relay it in a way that can come out properly on a book. And I think
0: that's the best way to learn is to teach from one woman to another. I am so proud that you're just going with it. And even if there were mistakes in the book, you're like, doesn't matter. The goal is to get the information out there. So good on you for not you know, stopping because that imposter syndrome is so, so It's so hard to get over that hump of like, I want everything to be perfect. So good on you for for doing it and for pushing forward. I'm so excited to see what happens within the next year, you know, get you back on the show. Now tell us where can we get these and then I'll be able to provide all the links down below. Okay, so this is super fun. I never it's not in the bookstores yet, but I
1: never thought that I would see a book of mine on BarnesandNobles.com. Like hello. Yeah. So so I, I uploaded it on the site called Ingram Spark. And by doing so, it's able to reach a lot of the bookstores. So you can find it when you just Google the three little PFPs. It comes up on Barnes and Noble, comes up on Amazon, it comes up on
0: Walmart.com. That was kind of crazy. And wow. so you can really find it essentially anywhere. Thank you so much Elizabeth for being yeah. here today. I just want to, you know, conclude this episode by telling everyone, you know, I always say the juiciest conversations are happening up in my DMs. You can come find me on TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Just come find me. Of course, drop your questions or comments down below. Let us know, too. I, You know what? Liz and I want to know if you picked this up. Let us know. Drop it in the comments and tell us your feedback. We want to hear from you. And as always, come find me up in my DMs or up on social. You know where to find me. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.